Hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover coming to you with another edition of the Word of the King. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 says, Where the word of a king is, there is power, and who may say unto him, What doest thou? The word of God declares in Peter's one epistle, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. We have an incorruptible word of God in the King James authorized version. And it's by that pure, incorruptible word of God that men are born again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I pray if that's not your state, it's not your condition today, dear listener, I pray that it would be before this broadcast, this edition of the Word of the King is over. Again, this edition of the Word of the King, this Sunday, I will be speaking yet once more on the Feast of Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, and how the Feast of Sukkot relates to Jew and Gentile alike when it comes to the Creator, the God of heaven and earth, dwelling, tabernacling, among and within, sinful men made holy, by the offering of his only begotten Son, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, once and for all. We are going to be, again, talking about the Feast of Tabernacles and the subject of the tabernacle today, and how God tabernacled among and tabernacles to this day within sinful men made holy by the blood, Kippur atonement provided for by Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. I'd like to have a word of prayer now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, come before you, dear Lord God, and I beseech you once more, Lord God, as we're going to be looking here by your grace in Hebrews chapter 9, by the Brit Adashah, Lord God, I pray for those souls, dear God, who are listening, dear God, and have yet, dear God, to be a partaker of the Brit Adashah, the new covenant, dear God, whereby you promised, remember, once sins and iniquities, no more, Lord God, that they would come to know the testator himself. Jesus, Yeshua, Christ, Mashiach, be they Jew or Gentile listening to this broadcast, that they would come to know him, the testator of the new covenant today, and that they would know the power of the blood of his testament, whereby he shed that blood as a kippur, an atonement, as the ultimate Passover, Pesach, for sin. Thank you, dear God, that the blood of Jesus Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, was shed for the remission, for the forgiveness of sins, and that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord God, I pray that as a result of this edition of the Word of the King, Lord God, not only would souls that have yet to be born again, that have yet to repent towards you, the living God, through faith in Jesus Christ, would indeed do so. I pray, Father, that you would draw, dear God, to such repentance towards you and faith toward the Lord Jesus. And for those, dear God, who have already been born again, who have already repented of their sins and turned to Jesus Christ by faith, and know what it's like to have you, the living God, tabernacling, dwelling within them. Lord God, they would be all the more provoked to thankfulness and obedience, dear Lord God, and a life of holiness without which no man shall see you. As a result of this broadcast, be glorified now, Lord God, I pray these things, and I give thee thanks that your ear is nigh to the prayer of those made righteous by faith in you, the living God. For it's in Jesus' name I pray and give thanks. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9. Verse 1, King James Bible, I read, Then verily, truly, verily means truly, then verily, the first covenant, that also ordinances of divine service in a worldly sanctuary, covenant, agreement. Verse 2 of Hebrews 9, For there was a tabernacle, tabernacle, dwelling place, made, the first wherein was a candlestick, and the table, and the shoe bread, which is called the sanctuary, when I think of the candlestick, the menorah, 
I'm reminded of the light and how Jesus, Yeshua, the Christ, the Shiat, came as that true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And he said, He himself is the light of the world. And whosoever believeth in it shall not abide in darkness, but shall have the light of life. When I think of the table, the shoe bread, I'm reminded of the Lord's table. The, the, the Last Supper, the communion, as it's celebrated by believers, Jew and Gentile alike here, in this dispensation, this time in which we live. And then, when I think of the sanctuary, the dwelling place, again, the tabernacle. Verse 3 of Hebrews 9, And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, when I think of the second veil or covering, I'm reminded of how the physical body of the Lord Jesus Christ, Adonai, Yeshua Mashiach, is spoken of as a type of veil. You see, his body was a veil uh, concealing the, the fullness, the glory of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Hence, in the message that was just proclaimed this past Friday on the Word of the King, it was mentioned, and it was, we were reminded of how Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The fullness of the Godhead walking in the midst of sinful man, performing miracles, dying, the death of the cross for our sins, rising from the dead the third day, because it was not possible that he should be holding of death. So remember, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, that veil is a type or a picture the very physical body of the Lord Jesus Christ concealing the very fullness of the Godhead and all of his glory within. After the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called holiest of all, again, the holiest of all, the very presence of the God of Abraham, the God of Moses, the great I am, Jehovah, Yahweh God. Verse 4, which had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold. Where was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded in the tables of the covenant? Be reminded, dear listener, the Ark of the Covenant, to touch that was a very, very deadly, deadly thing. I'm reminded of uh, one gentleman, one soul there in the Old Testament. He was presumptuous enough to touch the Ark of the Covenant, all because that Ark had uh, had been shaken a little bit. As though God was not big enough to uphold the Ark of the Covenant himself. Hey, don't underestimate the Almighty, dear friend. Don't underestimate the Almighty. When he says don't touch something, he means don't touch something. And that soul back there in uh, the Old Testament, uh, in the days of the prophets, uh, he found out all about that. When I think about the manna that was in the golden pot, we can't help but be reminded of the spiritual manna, the bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, when there's Aaron's rod that budded, the tables of the covenant, the very rod with which God split the Red Sea, the very rod with which Aaron himself performed miracles by the power of God in the presence of Pharaoh and the magicians. The tables of the covenant, talking about the Ten Commandments. The thou shalt and the thou shalt not thundered from Sinai. Real quickly, let's turn over to the book of Deuteronomy. 
chapter 5, verse 1. And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that you may learn them and keep them and do them. Verse 2. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Oreb. I'm going to keep reading down here. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us, who are all of us here alive this day. The Lord talked with you face to face in the mount out of the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to shew you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid by reason of the fire that went not up into the mount, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. The waters beneath the earth there. Verse 9. Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And showing mercy of the thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless and taketh his name in vain. Keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thine ox, nor thine ass, nor anything, nor, nor any of thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates, that thy manservant and thy maidservant may rest as well as thou. Verse 15 of Deuteronomy, chapter 5. And remember that thou wast servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. Honor thy father and thy mother the day that the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged, and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, neither shalt thou commit adultery, neither shalt thou steal, neither shalt thou bear false witness against thy neighbor. Neither shalt thou desire thy neighbor's wife, neither shalt thou covet thy neighbor's house, his field, or his manservant, nor his maidservant, his ox, or his ass, or anything that is thy neighbor's. These words the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount, out of the midst of the fire, of the cloud, and of thick darkness, with a great voice. And he added, No more. And he wrote them in two tables of stone, and delivered them unto me. So there we have the... Tables of the Covenant, as referred to in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 4. Verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 9. And over the cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Verse 6. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. Verse 8, Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet ma made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect, as pertaining to the conscience. Verse 10 of Hebrews 9, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances, imposed on them until the time of reformation. Now, go back to verse 6 here in Hebrews 9. Now, when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. These priests that are referred to here in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 6, from the days of the old covenant economy, 
These priests were a picture or a foreshadow of you and I as believers in Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach. Verse 7 talks about how the second went the high priest alone. Into the second went the high priest alone once every year. The high priest was a picture or a foreshadow of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the one God and one mediator between God and man, according to 1 Timothy 2, verse 5. Turn over quickly, if you have your King James Bible handy, to 1 Peter chapter 2. Look at verses 9 and 10. The Apostle Peter writes under inspiration of God, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. You should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So there we see the priesthood of believers, as it's been commonly referred to, spoken of in the scriptures. Uh, whoever said you had to take a vow of celibacy to be a priest unto God, Roman Catholic, um, according to the Bible, according to the word of God, which should alone be your authority and my authority in spiritual matters. Um, every believer in Jesus Christ, celibate or not, is a priest unto God, part of a royal priesthood. Revelation chapter uh, 1. Revelation chapter 1 puts it like this. Revelation 1, verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. There's the blood of the Kippur, the blood of the atonement. Verse 6 of Revelation 1. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So celibate or not, if you're trusting in the blood of Jesus Christ alone as your atonement, your payment for sin, to cleanse you from all sin, you are a priest unto God. And Jesus Christ, again... The high priest went into that place once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. That high priest there is a picture or foreshadow of the Lord Jesus Christ, who was cut off, but not for himself. The transgressions of my people he was stricken, it is written in the prophet Isaiah. Verse 8, the Holy Ghost is signifying that the way of the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. And it was not yet made manifest because Yeshua, Mashiach, Jesus the Christ, as God manifest in the flesh, was not yet manifest in the flesh. But he, God, having been made manifest in the flesh, according to the great mystery of godliness, the way has been manifest, sinner friend. It's through Jesus Christ, as God manifest in the flesh, him alone. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. He is the straight and narrow way. And indeed, many there be which go the way of destruction. Straight is the gate, narrow is the way. And indeed, few there be that find it. Verse 9. Of Hebrews chapter 9. Which was a figure for the time then present, which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. Again, we just looked at Peter's epistle there about how we as a royal priesthood are meant to offer up spiritual sacrifices unto God. So there again, we see the picture there of the priest offering up them sacrifices and them gifts as a picture, a type of the sac spiritual sacrifices that we offer up as a royal priesthood. 
as believers in Jesus Christ, the high priest, the great high priest. After the order of Melchizedek, we're told, verse 10 of Hebrews 9, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. Please turn over to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians. Chapter uh, 2. Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 9. For in him, speaking of Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, wealth, all the fullness of the Godhead, bodily, Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. These three are one, 1 John 5, 7. And again, anybody who talks down on the Godhead, commonly known as the Trinity, according to God, he's Antichrist. And you ought not follow that individual. And what they are saying, because they are being inspired of the father of lies when they speak down on the Godhead. Verse 10 of Colossians chapter 2. And you are complete in him. Again, you are complete in him, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, which is the head of all principality and power. Verse 11. Him also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Again, that spiritual circumcision of the heart. Remember how back there in the days of Jeremiah, God rebuked the children of Israel because they were uncircumcised in heart? Those circumcised in flesh. Well, here we got the circumcision. Made without hands, the circumcision that is spiritual, that is inward. And be you Jew, be you Gentile, you need that circumcision that is performed without hands by the Almighty God of heaven and earth. And putting off the body, the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. There it is. It's a circumcision that comes from the Shiach alone, Christ. Verse 12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen. With him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Again, Romans 10, verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For indeed, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 20 declares, For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Verse 13, Colossians chapter 2. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, Verse 14 of Colossians 2. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Verse 15. Praise be to God. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. How's that him go? Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcometh the world. Thanks be to God, we're told in 1 Corinthians 15, which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, our Lord. So we see that these ordinances that are spoken of in Hebrews chapter 9 as being enforced until the time of Reformation. That time of Reformation is spoken of referring to when the new covenant, the Brit Hadashah, spoken of, prophesied of by the prophet Jeremiah, Hanavi Yirmiyahu, in Jeremiah chapter 31, and it is written. Let's turn over there. Jeremiah chapter 31. And again, what is the purpose of all this? The purpose of all this is God in his love willing the tabernacle. Again, we're talking about the feast of Jews celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles and the whole purpose of the Feast of Tabernacles and what it was really all about spiritually. It was all about God loving his creation, wanting to dwell, tabernacle, among, within them. If that doesn't get you fired up and make you want to shout hallelujah thinking about that, dear listener, you got heart problems. You got heart problems. If your heart's right with God, that makes you want to shout. It makes you want to shout, hallelujah, praise be to God. But Jeremiah 31. The time of the Reformation had to do with God putting it into force by the death of the testator 
The Lord Adonai, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, this covenant spoken of, prophesied by the prophet Jeremiah, it is written, Jeremiah 31, verse 31 through 37. I'm going to read, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, I will make a new covenant. Brit Hashah in Hebrew, with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Oh, I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law on their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus saith the Lord, heaven above can be measured. And the foundations of the earth searched out beneath. I will also cast off all the seed of Israel. For all they have done, saith the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. So right there it is, dear listener. Right there it is. The very new covenant, the Brit Hadashah, that God would enforce at that time of reformation. Turn back over. Again. Hebrews chapter 9. <clears throat> Continuing on here. <clears throat> Jump down here a little bit. <clears throat> We're going to continue on here. <clears throat> Verse 15. Hebrews chapter 9. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, one mediator between God and men is God manifest in the flesh. According to 1 Timothy 2.5, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. I told in Peter's one epistle that we have an inheritance in the heavens that fadeth not away. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 16 of Hebrews 9, for where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. Again, Christ, Mashiach, crucified. For the sins of mankind, verse 17, for a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all, while all the testator liveth. So yes, Christ Jesus, Mashiach, he had to die. He laid his life down willingly. Because as we see here, read down. When Moses, actually verse 18, whereupon he that the first testament was dedicated without blood, verse 19. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took... The blood of calves and of goats, with water and scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book and all the people. We're told in Hebrews 10, verse 4, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Verse 20 of Hebrews 9, Moses, speaking to Moses, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Verse 21, Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. Verse 22, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding the blood is no remission, no forgiveness. So again, we're told that the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sins. So therefore, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission, no forgiveness. Christ, Mashiach, Yeshua, Jesus, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, he had to shed his blood. It's like this. The old covenant, 
Temporary finite sacrifices. How about finite goats and lambs, etc. Finite sacrifice, temporary sacrifice, temporary forgiveness. Hence there was a remembrance of sins every year. But when you got the eternal God coming down, all the fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the body, tabernacling within his body of flesh, as God manifests in the flesh. Being sacrificed as the eternal lamb. Now we have eternal sacrifice, eternal forgiveness. No more need for sacrifice. You're a Jewish listener. That's why God allowed our temple to be destroyed around 69, 70 AD. That's why he allowed the genealogy of the priests to be scattered. So there could be no priesthood, no temple, no sacrifices according to the law of Moses. It was impossible. God is good. Dear listener, he did not leave his chosen people, the Jewish people, without a sacrifice for almost the last 2,000 years. No. Yeshua HaMashiach. He just said, if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. You best believe he is the Christ. You best believe he was God manifesting the flesh, the great I am. Or else you will die in your sins. God has no respect for persons. Continuing on. Verse 23 of Hebrews 9. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Verse 24. For Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Verse 25, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. Now listen to this. For you Roman Catholics that believe in something called the mass and the superstition of transubstantiation, it's a lie. What we're told here, contrary to the teaching of transubstantiation in the Roman Catholic mass, it says, it says Christ is offered many times. No. Hebrews 9.25 says, nor yet that he, speaking of Christ, Jesus should offer himself often. As the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. Verse 26. Then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Verse 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. There's no purgatory after death. There's judgment. Verse 28. So Christ, the Shiach, was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. All right, Roman Catholic, repent of your traditions of men. No longer partake in that blasphemy called the Mass. It's a lie of the devil. I'm convinced that if there's one book in all the Bible that the Roman Catholic priests and cardinals and popes can't stand above any other, it's the book of Hebrews. It's the book of Hebrews. Dear listener, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10, verse 12 declares, But this man, speaking of Jesus, Yeshua Mashiach, as God manifest in the flesh, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, sat down on the right hand of God, verse 13, from henceforth expected to his enemies be made his footstool. And by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Sanctified, declared, holy, set apart as being holy, through the Holy One, his shed blood, his kippur, his atonement, for the holy purpose of God Almighty. St. John, chapter 1, verse 11 says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12, But to as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Cease from your own works, sinner. Trust in Jesus Christ and him alone. Call upon him today. And repent toward God through faith in him alone. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover with 
Another edition of the War of the Kings saying God bless you and yours.